Hello, I'm Bill Lawrence, and welcome to another edition of my Big Bag of Onions. Each show is a carefully curated selection of undeservedly unfamiliar songs and a dozen brand new short stories written exclusively for Colm Radio and especially for this show by you, our listeners. So it's time for you to sit back because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Shorthand Speak by Carol Ennis It was hot and the preteen cousins were restless. Visiting Grandma was losing its novelty and Grandma was trying her best to entertain them. She had a brilliant idea. Girls, she called, run to the store on the corner and fetch me some beer and cream. 
They took the money she offered and set off with great excitement. They giggled and teased as they skipped across the street to the liquor store. Their return was hurried, but much less bouncy. Hurried so the ice cream wouldn't melt, and steady so the root beer wouldn't explode. Grandma was making them floats. Jaipur Secrets Number One by Bill Lawrence. They sold lays of plumeria at the roadside flower market in Jaipur. My dad called them frangy pani. I asked the vendor where he got them from, where they were grown, as I wasn't sure they grew in India. He smiled, thrilled that I had stopped to talk. He insisted I drink a cup of frothy steaming chai that his friend made there and then in an ancient burned saucepan on the cracked and worn pavement just inches from the passing traffic. As we were shaded by blue plastic sheets strung overhead, he told me conspiratorially, I really have no idea. Big Bag of Onions, a remarkable adventure in words and music, where everything you hear is from you, our listeners. This is the Community of Onions on 106.6 FM Comb Radio. 
Accept no inferior onions, because only the best will do. On a small island in the southeast corner of the Indian Ocean. I went by speedboat to a small town on the mainland. There I catched a seat on a single-engine cargo plane to reach the provincial centre. I bribed the check-in staff to bump another passenger so I could fly to Jakarta where they refused to let me take the traffic cone onto the flight to London. I took a taxi from Heathrow directly to the church. My mates were grinning at me wickedly, but Lucy and her scowling parents were aghast at how I was dressed.
Smile by Rob Lewis. It was her smile which I noticed on the journey to Koh Samui. That and the way our eyes kept meeting. We were in a group of Thai girls and foreign guys heading for a long weekend of lust and bongs in straw huts. This being 1977, we took the simple ferry to the island, the blue water and the green of the palm trees. The pretty girl and I exchanged glances again. Clearly there was a chemistry between us. But as the boat left the dock, she was draped across the thighs of the American. After all, he had paid for her. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Drowning in the disbelief And anything that can't be seen Look beyond the world you know To the magic and miracles But I've looked upon those ancient screws And they all just seem to break and bend When you pull them thread by thread mm-hmm. So I let the river pull me on And found everything I need and love And as the water starts to rise I can fall back and close my eyes Cause now that I've opened up I'm waiting on the flood Full of fear and grief You showed me my Led me to the stream And as it washes over me listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions, an extraordinarily tasty and chewy pot of wonderful stories and blended music chosen and written by our own community here at 106.6 FM Comb Radio. Go on, love my onions. I know I do. by Tony Pierce. I think I know the true purpose of traffic cones. I found out accidentally when my long drive took its toll. I pushed on regardless of heavy eyelids, but when my head snapped forward forcefully, I found myself veering into a coned, works traffic only area. Frantically, I looked for a way out. A potential exit loomed ahead, but it didn't lead back to the motorway as expected. Dancing blue lights twinkled in the darkness. I sensed a blur of movement, followed by a feeling of serenity. I think those ominous orange obstructions may be a gateway to heaven. Don't tell 
tell my friends I just grab some rubber tubing And I pull on my Depends and then I drive It's time for a road trip I've printed out these letters that he sent her And stuff like that written these directions to her house so we might have a little chat I'll take this airsoft pistol should she make threats against my life Hoig and pepper spray and this 8 inch Gerber folding knife John Dew. My strokes broke the languid surface as the hazy spot burnt across the water ahead. A group silhouetted by receding light stood like Giacometti figures on rocks to my left. This is how I should go. Head into the light until exhaustion claims the swimmer. This is all I need. A communion with the elements. No office, no boss, no deadline, no debt, no doubt. I swam back to the shore where my friend said he'd meet me. But on arrival, I learned he'd come, stood on the beach and left because he felt like a lemon. Each to his own fruit. Not too 
by Ian Sayers. Baby Belle surveyed the room. She was not a natural social climber, but her tight red outfit made her feel a million dollars. So what the heck? The ever-popular Cheddar was surrounded, as usual. She approached the group, but Stilton gave her a look of such disdain she quickly backed away. Rockfall and Gorgonzola sniggered. Bree and Camembert, at the end of the long, hot party, were all over the place. Parmesan was spouting nonsense and, frankly, beginning to grate. And no one wanted to get trapped by the stinking bishop. She sighed made her way back to the Dairy Lee Triangles.
Narcosis Belief by Steve Gow. This year's vacation had been a long time in coming, and now that he was two days into it, Brad had started to feel the chokingly oppressive demands on him shift from work to home and now to the beach. The internal and external calls on him to relax, to chill out, grated on his injured mind like a fork on a cheap dinner plate. But it was only here, around the 40-meter depth, where the nitrogen narcosis encouraged the exhaled bubbles to tickle his temples and soothe the conscience damaged by his crimes that Brad truly found some peace. So 
Detective by Ian Hornet. A clatter of the letterbox, a hurried, scribbled note. Life in danger, churchyard dawn. It's ten to midnight. Five hours till dawn, time enough to solve this conundrum. I trawl the missing persons sections of the press, phone my contacts in NYPD, run forensics over the note. Nothing, damn it. Thirty minutes till dawn. Time to catch the killer before he strikes. I head for the churchyard. But too late. NYPD on scene. A body. I reread my note. Life in danger, churchyard dawn. I check the doctor's report. Time of death? Midnight. Name? Dawn. Cause of death? Poor punctuation.
was a hiker's worst nightmare. Not paying attention and too close to the edge, I had slipped, fallen and found myself hanging from the face of the cliff, holding on to a thorny bush whose roots were pulling out. At the very least, this was going to hurt. Suddenly, atop the bush, I spied a single red wild berry. Perhaps because it is my motto to enjoy life to the fullest, whatever the circumstance, I thought, if I die, at least it will be sweet. I reached out, risking all, and plucked the most delicious fruit I had ever tasted. Big Bag of Onions on 106.6 FM Colm Radio. Innovative voices and original stories making our unique community. No onions have been hurt in the making of this programme. Deep 
Prelude by Paul Hooper. The locals wanted me to go diving. No licence, I said. Well, snorkelling then, it's free. Nope. This is the most famous dive island in Indonesia. Why'd you come? No ready answer. I climbed aboard. As I looked into the deep primordial blue, the real answer became obvious. Terrified. One flippered foot poised over the reef, the other over limitless blue. I jumped and scrambled like a nervous Nelly into the shallow water of the reef. I crept back to the edge. Far below, divers cruised along the cliff face, bubbles billowing to the surface. Fear receded. I can do this.
Long-Standing Wisdom by Adrian Cohen Despite my well-known prejudices, I was asked to conduct the interviews for a new office assistant. I told the candidates who were unaware I was setting a trap to dress casually. Two wore mixed patterns. Another wore denim and denim. Several had shoes and belts and bags that didn't match. A portly candidate wore a t-shirt with horizontal hoops. There were even two who mixed gold and silver jewellery and seemed unabashed by my glares. Finally, I could take it no longer. I asked the last candidate, Do you really not know that blue and green should never be seen? You have been listening to Onions, written by Carol Ennis, Bill Lawrence, Rob Lewis, Tony Piers, John Dew, Ian Sayers, Steve Gow, Ian Hornet, Pamela Ennis, Paul Hooper, and Adrian Cohen. And so that's all we have time for, for this edition of the show. If you would like to contribute an onion, just get in touch, either with Cohen Radio or via the Bill's Big Bag of Onions Facebook page. And remember, the stories must be exactly 100 words long. So join us again soon, on a Tuesday or a Sunday evening, for the next edition of Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Be seeing you. Oh, man, yeah.